1: we just wearing at it as a group. I'm responsible for that. So we have to take what's going to come our way and try and react in the right way. You know, I picked the squad yesterday, picked the personnel, I picked the 11, picked the tactics, the tweaks, I made the subs. So this one's on
2: me. The players you've got us there, you know, we're going to have a, a good look at that. And there may be one or two, you know, for the new faces in there. But I'd like to think the hardcore that got us there would deserve the opportunity to play in it.
3: The Blue Radio Football Show with Rob McLean, Davy Provin and Chris Burke. With OPC Energy Limited, the renewable energy specialists. Call 08-08-17-1770. let us go!
0: go.
4: Okay, who saw it coming? No, didn't think so. Just when it looked as if Rangers' unbeaten run was going to stretch beyond the end of the year, at least, it perished in Paisley. St. Mirren did what Benfica couldn't do, or Standard Liège, or Galatasaray, or Celtic, or Hibs, or Aberdeen, or indeed anyone else. A dramatic late winner in the League Cup quarterfinals last night, and it's St. Mirren who will be... uh, playing now for a place in the final. Hibs against St Johnston in the other semi and talking of finals, we're about 69 hours away from last season's Scottish Cup final. If that doesn't sound too strange, well of course it does as does playing this traditional end of season showpiece occasion five days before Christmas and at an empty Hamden but there is a silver lining. Will it be a quadruple treble for Celtic and a much needed third win on the bounce or or will Championship leaders' hearts upset the odds and reapply the pressure on Neil Lennon? These and other questions to be answered in the course of the next couple of hours. It's the Go Radio Football Show with OPC Energy uh, Limited, And it's Rob McLean here with Davey proven and Chris Burke, we're winging it tonight, former <laughs> Kilmarnock <laughs> winger, current Kilmarnock winger, both former Scotland internationals, one a Celtic legend, and uh, the other one of course had a career down south as well, lots of big matches for Birmingham and Nottingham Forest, and who else Chris?
3: Cardiff. Cardiff. Yes, and um, Rotherham, a short spell there, but no, probably you're right there Rob, the more so was it. I would say Birmingham and Cardiff not so much Nottingham Forest
4: It should be stressed that I'm pushing the buttons tonight for the first time for quite a while on this show so anything could happen Davy. in the next couple
5: of hours As long as there's not an ejector button for me I'll be quite happy Rob <laughs> just in case you get um, the fingers wrong
4: so, it is going to be uh, Livingston against St Mirren and Hibbs against St Johnston uh, in the League Cup semi-finals. I wonder what the sponsors, Davey, and uh, Premier Sports were thinking last night.
5: Yeah, I, mean, I think it's good for the game in Scotland, though. You know, it's refreshing. Um, I mean, Ross County knocking Celtic out w- was certainly a shock. Last night, I think, you could argue, was even more of a shock. Uh, I know that St Mirren were on a really good run, but Rangers so far had been so resilient in this season. I don't think anyone saw that coming. And it'll be very interesting to see how Stephen Gerrard's players react to that.
3: Chris, you watched a bit of it? Yeah, no, I did. Um I seen probably the the short spell before Davis, you know, scored the equaliser. Um but and I watched the extended highlights of the game as well. But I thought it Murmur murmur terrific, if I'm honest, you know, everybody will look at Rangers and how they should have done better in the game and won the match and obviously they're favourites to to go through and go into the semi-finals but St Murns game plan was absolutely never you know Jim Goodwin done a great job on him we talked about it before the, before the game during the week how his tactics would try and stop Rangers eh, and be free-flowing and he certainly did that and I don't think anyone sums it up better than Jim Goodwin.
2: Well, look, I mean, I'm extremely proud, obviously, of the the effort and the, the the overall performance of the players. And yeah, we're just delighted that we were able to pull off something that probably nobody outside our dressing room thought we could. Rangers are a fantastic team; they're in great form prior to tonight. I think they were 27 games unbeaten. For us to be the team that puts a stop to that was remarkable, really. And um, full credit must go to the to the players for. Um, just their work rate, their effort, the goals that they managed to get.
4: He really has improved that squad, Davey, hasn't he? Yeah. I mean, I, was, I watched them in the two games recently against Aberdeen was really impressed with them. And, and my first look at the team sheet was, oh, right, OK, <laughs> who are these guys that I've not seen before? The likes yeah. of Dylan Connolly, the likes of Jamie McGrath, who we'll be speaking to in the, in the second hour of the show. Uh, Conor McCarthy in the central defence as well. Jake Doyle Hayes was a name I didn't know in the midfield. Unsung heroes, these guys, but they're playing a big part in Jim Goodwin's new look team.
5: Yeah, I mean, I I don't know whether Jim's heavily involved in the recruitment, but St Myrne have certainly used the Irish market brilliantly. You know, they they brought in four or five boys who've come over here and been good enough to go straight into the the team. As for for Jim Goodwin himself, you know, sometimes you you meet someone for the first time and they leave an impression on you. And I'd never met Jim Goodwin. I met him at um, the St Mirren Aberdeen Scottish Cup tie last January and had maybe 10, 15 minutes with him, and I thought, this guy is clever, he knows what he's doing. He was working for the media that day, out of the game at the time, but you, you could tell, just listening to his thoughts in the game, that he, he knows what he's doing, he's doing something right.
3: Well, he said, um, I think it's a bit unjust of himself saying this about him himself, is that, you know, better managers and coaches have tried and failed against Rangers, and he's the one that's done it. So, and there's one thing now, is that, European sides, however, you know, Rangers are playing Antwerp and other teams in cup competitions and in the league will start to look now and analyse how St Myrne stopped the Rangers and probably maybe use these sort of formations, David. Be- before we come on
5: air here, Chris, you were telling us, having watched the game, some of the tactical um, nouse that you, you felt that he, he showed. Explain that in, in terms of how they nullified Rangers' threat.
3: Yeah, no, so uh, he did speak about it during the week. You know, he was going to try something. I, I, and I just thought it was interesting to see on the left-hand side he played with, you know, two left-backs. You know, he had Mason, he had Tate. Um, was that to, to stop and nullify Tavernier, you know, being more attacking? Um, and I think it's evident to see that he probably had one of his most quieter games in the game, in the match. Um, and also, you know, they the, the stopped the ball going to Goldson a lot. Um, it was more of Balligan that, that, that was... Um, giving the ball in more time. And as if you actually see, I think it's the second goal. You know, Balligan tries to thread the ball through into midfield and it's young, you know, Doyle Hayes that steals it. And um, Erehan then has the ball and plays a lovely through pass to Connolly who has a 1v1 with Bassi, and he just leaves him for dead and puts the ball. And as we like to see, Davey, you know, they're a bit direct and Connolly's a direct player. I watched him, I was very impressed by him and putting the ball across the face of goal, you know, a beaker. Inside the box, a little cute touch to McGrath, who we're going to speak to later. Maybe that's a part of his game that he, he loves doing, is arriving late into the box. You can see he's passed, He scored lots of goals. Um, and again, last night, he showed that.
4: When he got the job, Davey, I'd I I, 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 mean, I I'd done a fair bit of media work with Jim and I liked him. as a personable guy. And as you say, he's a really intelligent a guy about life, not just about football as well. And I kind of hoped he would get time. I thought if he is, if he does get time, if yeah. he can get through maybe an initial sticky patch, I really think he could do something in this job. And 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 some the margins are, are are so tight, aren't they? Because it's not so long ago you look back and you think, well it mean?" Are really toiling, yeah. and now you don't think of them in those terms. Yeah, I mean he, he
5: couldn't he couldn't buy a result in the initial stages. And I remember writing in my newspaper uh, column, "If this guy's given time, he'll turn the corner," and I'm absolutely delighted. See them doing so well, they're punished, of course, I think unjustly by the having to forfeit points. I, I, you know, Tony Fitzpatrick was was rubbish almost ridiculed when he suggested St. Myrne could finish
3: top six this season. The way they're going, you wouldn't bet against that. Yeah, do you think their objectives have changed now? Do you think he's looking at this side after seeing what is it, 10 12 games unbeaten that he's thinking that his team can kick on? Because, Davey, as you said, obviously they've got the three points off them, they've got a game in hand and they play St Johnstone at the weekend. And before you know it, I think, you know, they could have 18 points in the board, two points behind six with a game in hand.
4: Yeah, and they've had those two points reductions as well in the course, yeah. in the course of all this. But I think it's unbeaten, and if you take those aside, yeah. it's unbeaten in 10, uh, the 1-5 of their last six. I mean, I mean that is top half form.
3: That no, is. No doubt about that. Of course it is. Um, that's, that's top four form for me. You um, likes of, you know, Hibs, Aberdeen, Celtic and Rangers. And the way you look at it, in this cup competition, you've got Livingston, you've got St Myrna, St Johnstone, Hibbs. That's all teams on form. Um, also, St Myrna have come through a, a, a tough spell of it in the, in the Betfred Cup. You know, they've had to beat Aberdeen, and now they've had to beat Rangers. And now, obviously, they're going to play as Livingston at Hampden. Yep. Um, so, no, know, who's favourites? That's the thing. Who who yeah. who do we say is favourites now? You would David? say Hibbs, wouldn't you? you? You would say Hibbs. You would say, you would say Hibs. Would you would you have said that last night? That's the thing, you know. You would have said Rangers were favourites to beat St. Man, and that's the, the thing in football. It just it, it turns so quickly.
4: I think you can make a case for all four. Really, I mean, on on Premier You had form, to put your house on it. Whoever. Yeah, yeah. Well, exactly. You for, no, I would probably with go for you, a house, wouldn't you. Yeah, with you, but. On the on a on a one-off semi-final oh, yeah. at Hamden, any of those teams yeah. can make it to the final, and then the the final uh, so silverware is up for anyone's grabs. as Yeah, well.
3: you are right. When it's a one-off game, anything can happen. Um, it's just it's interesting to see. Obviously, the four teams are a little bit different in style. But last night, I thought St. Mon were terrific. You know, I know teams. I know people might phone up and say Rangers could have did this, Rangers could have did that. But St. Mon's tactics and and the, the formation they played and the way they just broke the game up for against Rangers was, was excellent to see and sometimes managers at the lower leagues don't or the, the lower teams in the league don't get enough credit and it was just funny when I was listening before the game that he said that about better managers and coaches tried and failed and yeah. he was the one that that uh, broke the back of um, Rangers um, uh, run of games didn't they?
5: But, but you know what he's got to do now he's got to make sure that he gets another performance out of him at the weekend against St yeah. Johnson yeah. you know too often
4: the, small, the smaller yeah.
5: clubs you know beat the old firm they have the open top bus parade. it's a case of after the Lord Mayor's show and then he lose the next game. He's got to make sure he gets them up for the weekend. I'd as love well. to
3: see the percentage of that, Dave, be Honest, um, happens the, the all amount, the time. A of times that teams do really well. well look at look at Ro-
5: look at Ross County. Look at Ross last night. They yep. they'd
4: beaten Celtic um, yep. and failed to go any further in the in the competition. That that so often happens, doesn't
5: it? I remember s- yeah. Hearts last season. Was it last season? Beat Celtic four 0 at Tynecastle. Was the mm. season before? Mm. Um, and then took something like three points from the next five games. Yeah. And and that that says it all. So often. You know, teams get a result uh, and they think. I don't know whether they believe they're Billy Big Time, but they come across in the next game. I think it's
3: more of a psychological, you know, side of the game where you're just mentally shattered when you're playing against the old firm. You have to switch on constantly for the ninety plus minutes. You can't go to sleep, um, and you work ever so hard for your teammate. You, you, when you play against Celtic Rangers and the top teams, you have to go one and two extra steps every time you move, or else you'll just get picked off and that's what every single St Mum player did last night they went one and two extra steps and you're right in saying that the next game is really important they play St Johnson a game where it's they could go even higher in the league and, and leapfrog St Johnson who again are in great form so it'll be a great game to see uh, so no, I, I think Jim is the sort of manager that won't allow that though Davey yeah, he seems yeah. that way doesn't he?
5: No I, I think you're right and he's, he's been in the game long enough to, to know what is What might happen Mm -hmm. that his players, you know, in their next performance, might might slip up, and he'll be on their case. I'm sure. You know, for what remains of this week, it'll be right on their case, making sure they're up for it.
4: And David, don't ask me what season that Hearts game was. We were having last season's Scottish Cup final this season, uh, know, five days before, <laughs> five days before Christmas. It's all gone crazy. Chris was talking about uh, phoning in, and uh, you know the number in which you can become part of the the conversation tonight. We'd like to hear from you. Are you a Saint Mirren fan? Uh, Livingston, Saint Johnston, Hibbs. Um, a Rangers fan distraught at what happened uh, last night. 0808 17 700. You can text Go and your message to 87474 on the socials. It's at go
1: football show. Two sides to every story and this was Stephen Gerrard's reaction last night. I'm sure when we, when we analyse the game, there's a lot of things that we need to discuss. They improve on, of course, but in terms of the responsibility for the results, that, that lies with me. I, I'll take that one because the players have been absolutely magnificent from the, the first day of pre-season. I don't think it's fair to point any fingers or criticise anyone so I picked this squad this team the tactics the people who come started the people who come into the game so the responsibility of the results should go f- go for me
4: Well we didn't see it coming he certainly didn't see it coming no. Davy. after 27 games unbeaten against some really top teams I,
5: I just wonder Rob um, if you had said to Stephen Gerrard you're going to lose a game would you prefer to lose yeah. in the Betfred Cup or lose a league game? Now, I know Rangers are desperate to to complete the journey, as they call it, by winning a trophy, something tangible to, to show. It'd be very symbolic if they won a trophy. But I, I wouldn't want given the choice, what would they prefer? You know, going out yeah. with a bet Fred Cup, sure he'll get stick for it, but yeah. the the league is I think is everything this season.
4: So, do you think subconsciously that could have been in some of the players' minds last night? I mean, I mean, League Cup obviously first chance of silverware, but, yeah. there's, but there's no doubt what the first choice
5: of silverware yeah, is. Yeah, I, I just think the league this season, because Celtic are going for the ten and Rangers are desperate to stop it. Um, I, I, I wonder, given the choice, whether Stephen Gerrard would say, "I'll take a hit in the bet, Fred Cup." We have to preserve this lead in the league, and if anything, it might just. Act as a. I'm not saying they needed a wake up call, given the way Rangers have been playing, but I won't do them any harm in terms of you know letting them know that it's, they're not going to steamroll at everyone every every time.
4: Yeah, I mean, there are two possible reactions, aren't there, from a Rangers viewpoint last night? One which says, "Wait a minute, one we've lost one game out of twenty eight this season. No cause for alarm, and it and it was a late winner in Paisley and, and all the rest of it." Or. Um, is this the start of something? Is this is this the start of a of a crumble? Uh, do Celtic uh, take a lot of encouragement from what happened last night in terms of what might happen um, in the title race?
3: I think Davies right. I think sometimes you need to take a step back to then go forwards again. You need that setback to realise it's not going to be easy, as you said. Um, I'm, just one, I'm just wondering if Gerard and his team talk. He said, you know, he, that one's on him. Um, maybe did they make? one or too many, too too many substitutions or, or replacements. Um personally, I think he made four changes, is that right? Um, four or five changes. And I think maybe it was one or one or two too much. But I think Rangers just have to look at it. I don't think this is going to be crumbling. I do not think that at all, Rob. I think they've got a game against Motherwell at home and probably Motherwell are thinking now <laughs> um, that could have been the worst result for them, knowing that they're going to Ibrox. Um to, to play them and I do think they will kick on and in saying that David you said that that maybe you know he would have gave up the Betfred Cup instead of the league I don't know about that I just no. think I think I think it would Rangers can afford to lose a game in the league you know I think that was their opportunity to Celtic were out to make sure. And go strong against St Mirren and that's why he said that one's on him because mm. maybe he took it a little bit for granted. Yeah, and
4: there and, there was, and possibly a, a treble on for the way they the way they've started the season. Yeah, they had to be, you know, the, a lot of the fans would be thinking treble.
3: Yeah, exactly. That's why I'm saying I'm just not too sure of that. And, and obviously the words after, I think you know Rangers can afford to drop, you know, points in the league. And I know that me saying that is, you know, you want to to keep going and keep that and run. But if, if for me as a player. If I was that ahead of Celtic, would I give up a cup competition to lose a game in the league? I think I would.
4: But He certainly wasn't having
1: any player criticism last night, Stephen Gerrard.
3: I picked the squad yesterday in terms
1: of the 20, picked the 11. I picked the shape, the tactics, the personnel, the changes that went on, uh, the subtle changes that we've done to the formation. So um, if, if people want to hand the criticism out, start with me.
4: It's pretty impressive, isn't he, the way he yeah. deals with both
5: both triumph and defeat. Yeah, I mean, I think in all the interviews that I've seen him in since he came to Scotland, I think maybe two or three times he said something where I thought, y- you're wrong there. I think when he came into the club at first, he made a, he made a statement at, at Pataudry about a historical yeah. Um, yeah. agenda yeah, against I Rangers. I, I think he was probably wrong last weekend at Tannadice to defend or almost dismiss Morello's challenge but on the whole he is a very intelligent measured assured individual um, who I, I think represents the club really well
4: I agree with you entirely Davey I think I think you know, these, these moments stick out like a sore thumb because they happen so seldom the times where he, he gets it wrong and is dealing with the media and he certainly dealt with uh, last night with a fair bit of dignity and he was full of credit to St Mirren as well who are through to the League Cup semi-finals where they will play Livingston it's Hibs against St Johnston in the other one what would you like to say on the Go Radio Football Show with OPC Energy Limited on the socials at Go Football Show you can text us go and your message to eight seventy four seventy four, and that phone number of course 808 17 17
0: The Ball Radio Football Show Let's go!
4: Thanks to Chris with the travel. Yes, this is the Go Radio Football Show with OPC Energy Limited. Rob McLean, Chris Buck and Davey Proven today. Later on in the show, we're going to hear from Jamie McGrath of St Mirren, who scored two of the goals last night as Jim Goodwin's team beat Rangers in the League Cup quarterfinals. And they will play Livingston next in the last four of the competition. It's Hibs against St Johnston in the other one. And uh, your calls are uh, welcome as ever. Join the football conversation with us. 0808 17, 17 Text GO in your message to 874 74. And on the socials, it's at GoFootballShow. Looking ahead as well, of course, to what happens in less than 72 hours time at Hamden. And uh, that, of course, is the Scottish Cup final, last season's Scottish Cup final, and it's Celtic against Hearts in that one. Let's talk on the show right now to the former Rangers and Scotland manager quite a few other clubs as well, and we'll probably get to that in the course of the, the conversation. Good evening to Alec McLeish. Hi
3: there, hi guys. How are you, Alec? Hi, Gaffer. Hi,
6: baby. Hi, working great, great to hear your voices.
4: You too, big man. Thank Alec, you. what did you think? Uh, were you... Were you monitoring the the game at all last night? Were you watching
6: it? <coughs> I, I didn't watch. I didn't watch it actually, but I was getting texted left, right, centre, and uh, you know, with the, the the news flashes coming up every few minutes, you know, I couldn't quite believe it when Rangers got the equaliser, and then and it ended up three-two for St Mirren. It, it was just quite an incredible comeback to see St Mirren. You know. Okay, losing that equaliser, but then coming back again to do what they did, it. I wouldn't have thought anybody were capable of doing that
4: at Rangers this season. Yeah, I was I wasn't Chris was watching the, the, the tail end of it. I was kinda of listening to a bit of it on the on the radio and I think when uh, Davy when Stephen Davis scored I thought right that, oh, uh, yeah. normal service that, restored exactly. then.
6: Yeah. Exactly,
3: yeah. <laughs> I just showed exactly. you the character though, I said Murn, They were excellent after the the reaction after it was ter- uh, terrific. Uh, Davis scoring your heads can go down in that, you know what it's like, especially when you're playing the against the old firm. But they still had ambition to score. Um, and they got a corner from it and a second phase a cross comes in and at the back post he nips him and he gets the winner
5: uh, Alec g- given the choice do you think Steven Gerrard would would rather have lost a, a league game or lost last night we've just been having a wee chat about that <laughs> a debate
3: that's what if, he, off, if he had to lose what would you want Gaffer if he
5: had to lose one well I think I think you you
3: know in the,
6: in the league you can always catch up you know um, right that's what
5: Chris was saying yeah
6: I, the, the prestige of Winning a trophy uh, this early in the season would be would give them an enormous fill-up, you know. In terms of uh, going into the, the uh, tail end of the season, it would be uh, just fantastic for them. Given that they've not won a trophy for a while, anyway, and and, that, and that's what I would have said, today about uh, going to win this. It's, it was a it was a must-win game, but obviously they they didn't. And Stevie's got to regroup now, and Rangers have to show better resilience.
3: G- Gaffer, you know people are saying that that uh, this is it now. It's going to turn again as Rangers the same as last season. Um, they're going <laughs> to slip up. Yep. But I personally don't see it that way. I'm, I'm just um, wondering if you actually see it that way. Do you see as if Rangers will just kick on now? Um, is it is it actually a good thing that they they got a defeat just to give them a. Well-
6: yeah, Bucky. I, I I think yeah you're on the right lines. I had a few texts today from pals that live abroad and that range of supporters, and and uh, you know I said I don't see them uh, stumbling the way they did the last couple of seasons, and the you know they probably Stevie. I know that he's rotated a wee bit in the last couple of games, but that's what happens. You can you can never tell, you know when. When all these guys are training and everybody's playing together, yeah, you all know each other. But when you go into, you you change the team a wee bit. Sometimes you've not got the rhythm that you had with the kind of the nucleus of the other guys. And you know, Stevie, I think will will be thinking about trying to play strongest team as many games as they can. Now they they can't play every game. There's a big demand on the players nowadays, and. Uh, with all the games they play internationally as well and uh, but I, I don't see Rangers stumbling this time at all but um, I think a few of you said that last year as well Here's Stephen Gerrard
1: uh, talking after the match, Alec, about bouncing back. I think it's extremely important how we react from this. You've got two choices. You either let it linger, you feel sorry for yourself, or you react in the right way, you stand up and be counted. We'll take the criticism, we'll take what's coming our way. It'll be new because we've been on such a fantastic run. So I'll be looking around the the group to see who's who's wanting to react in the right way and positive. We need to bounce back at the weekend.
4: They could have a tougher. They could have had a tougher game to to come back in. I guess with the greatest of respect to to Motherwell, it's Motherwell at Ibrox at, at the weekend. Um, what, what do you think, Alec? What will be the reaction?
6: Well, I believe that they, they they will be smarting from this year really badly, but not in in the sense where they're going to go in and stumble at the weekend. I, I think the dressing room will be angry with themselves. Uh, just, just with all the press they've been getting, all the great, uh, positive press they've been getting. And now that's what sort of football industry see at times. It sometimes kicks you in the teeth just when you're least expecting it. But I I, I believe that they've got the resolve to come back from that at this time. And, you, you know, with the, the players who have been in such great forum, then your Rangers fans in general will be looking for those guys to come to the fore again.
5: Alec, when you when you took the Rangers job, you had already quite a bit of experience in in management. How how difficult knowing the the size of the club and the pressures involved? How difficult do you think it has been for Stephen Gerrard, and and how how would you assess how he has done?
6: Uh, yeah, well, I, yeah, Steve, I think is has been very humble in the job. You, you hear him again there. He, he knows. Um, what it's all about in terms of the expectations of the club, and um, we've seen what what's, um, what Neil's going, Neil Lennon's gone through over the past few weeks. So, yeah, I'm not laughing. I'm I'm, I'm merely empathising because I've been there and I know you you know what that's all about when you don't win games with the old firm. They're two of the biggest, well, the, two of the most unique clubs in the world who are expected to win every single week. Um, so. Therefore, you know, I feel that Steve has he, he said to do a catch-up job in terms of um, being Celtic being way ahead and quality, and you know, with the financial power as well for a few years. So he's trying to catch that up this season. It looked like he finally found the formula. I thought the the recruitment was good in terms of the strikers coming in. eating, hes still maybe to find his feet a wee bit, but Ruth. Has uh, started quite promisingly, and uh, the irony is uh, that marella's has, has not been scoring for a wee while. I know that he, he was, wasn't playing last night, or I don't think he was. Is that right? He was out. Yeah, he was out. Yeah. Was aye, aye. Uh, he was out last night. So, but you know, I just have the feeling that he'll be hungry to get back on the goal trail again. And if um, you know they, they all start clicking, then uh you know, there's goals in the team. There's no doubt. There's goals in the team. You know, Tavernier, ironically, is probably one of the top scorers. Of which yeah. uh, you would rather your strikers were doing most of that and being sure that you're you're not losing three goals in a game like they did last night.
4: Yeah, he's been involved in thirty goals. Alec, <laughs> he scored seventeen, and he's got thirteen assists after Tannadice at the weekend. It's it really is quite quite incredible. D- does last night make you rethink at all the the title race and how it's going to pan out, or is is it a bump in the road for Rangers?
6: Well, I think it's it, it can be a, it could be a massive for them negatively, but I would I would think that the you know the way that this team has. Played this year, responded one defeat. albeit it's a major defeat, you know, in, a, in a, a cup competition when there's a chance, a big, big chance of winning it, they'd be favourites, um, and it didn't happen. So uh, I would, I would say that they've got the resolve this time around to come back, and uh, you know, the, the title race is not over. Absolutely not. It's not over. There's still you know, a couple of games. Yeah, you know, the old firm guys have still got to play each other again a few times, and um, you know, they, they, the Celtic made a little bit of a resurgence over the last couple of games. You know, the, you see more spring in the step. Everybody was working their socks off. Uh, it looked like uh, New Lennon had, had got them back in terms of the hundred percent effort, and you get your rewards doing that, which we saw a wee bit of that in the last two games.
4: I'm wondering Alec what you're thinking about the Europa League draw last 32 yeah. it's Antwerp um, I, I take it you still keep tabs on, on what's happening in yes. Belgium I know it's today that your old your old team Genk are, are second at the moment behind Club Bruges uh, and Antwerp level with Standard Liege in about 7th place in the table what what would you put that into perspective for Rangers fans listening how how difficult or otherwise is that going to be for Rangers
6: well I, you know, I, I do keep in touch with everything, all the results, the whole lot. I, I check the teams and, and things like that. Also, I've I've got um, contact over there, you know, in Thomas Buffo. And I said to Thomas uh, Antwerp, I said, I know that they've got a couple of well-recognised names playing in the forward area. Is it where, well, certainly in Belgium, a lot of people outside Belgium won't do, won't know Rafa Lov, who uh, is the Israeli ex-international. And Mbokane is up front for him as well. And Mbokane was a, was a speed nurse and I looked at him when I was at Birmingham City. Um, we never quite managed to, do, well, we didn't do the deal, but he did a couple of loan deals in England, never quite um, scaled the heights, but so quick. But at 35 years of age, and, and Ruffalo, similar ages, maybe 33, the two of them are very clever players. Uh, Thomas Buffalo. So I, I, I could be using this as more noise, but I'll tell the truth. Thomas <laughs> said, he, Thomas said, said uh, that he, he felt that Antwerp were definitely above standard at this moment in time. Um, so it is going to be a tough game. And especially when you get wee, wee niggles like um, last night's result uh, getting into your head as well. But okay, that is a wee bit of way and they've got a lot of time to prepare for that. And, and I guess it's what you guys said at the beginning there: resilience. They have to show that resilience, and come back, we have bounce at the weekend, and that's what you have to do as as a footballer and as a team, and especially the expectations of Rangers and, of course, Celtic.
4: Now you mentioned Birmingham there and uh, well Chris Berkey is still recovering from uh, that time when you uh, signed him for Birmingham Alec and then left <laughs> should he take it personally? So
6: Gaffer no, you're no, telling no, me no.
3: you wanted Imbokane you and then you got me instead? <laughs>
6: <laughs> I think that's enough. Right? <laughs> <laughs> at least you're no, not was, lying Gaffer uh, I know so it was um, you know great to, to see Berkey coming to, to Birmingham and doing, doing his bit down there and also You're still playing. I can't believe
3: that. You know, you're still rattling them in. Yeah, I know, know, I know, Gaffer. Fantastic career. No, no, it's all credit to yourself as well. Definitely, Gaffer. Um, You helped me a lot mentally in my career, so I just wanted to take this. We
6: we like to bring the young kids into the team, and Perky was one of those guys that came in and uh,
3: just just a brilliant professional. I'm just disappointed that you signed signed me for Birmingham and then left a week later. I know, it was
6: outrageous, wasn't it? Ridiculous.
3: Well, Alec, what what are you
5: doing yourself right now? I mean, are, you, are we going to see you back in the game or, or what are you thinking? What's your thinking right now?
6: Yeah, well, it'd be nice to get back in it. No doubt about it. You. Um, you know, I have thought of also about, you know, I'm doing sporting director um, classes as well, you know, with LMA. And, uh, you know, at some stage, I could come back in that kind of particular role. Yeah. Getting back getting back into the front line again. I'd love um it'd be great to get a, get one where you you you're always gonna have stress as a manager. it'd be, be great to get one that's um where you got a lot of money to spend and you can bring who you want in and you know, we talked about a great man just died this week here at Dooley and I remember visiting him in Leon a few years ago. He, he kindly yeah, invited me for a week to watch the training and then we I flew down with him in, in the plane. To uh, Nice to watch the, their, their league League One game at the weekend, uh, so it was, it was fantastic spending that time w- with Gerard And I said, "Do you do you feel nervous?" And I said, "Do you still, you know, you're an experienced manager? I'm just kind of um, learning now." And he, he says, "Alex, he says you always feel it. You always feel the pressure in, in the technical area." He said, "But I tell you, when when you got players like I have out in that pitch." Then you feel less so. So uh, you know, getting getting the, the, the top players and the uh, side like Leon were able to do in those days. They in fact won the title. I'm sure it was three times in a row at that particular moment. But I know I know that's not going to happen, David. But um, <laughs> that that would be my that would be my dream come true. It's
4: it's interesting. Alec like that you mentioned Gerard Houllier there because I guess that. This week, his sad passing uh, puts everything in perspective, doesn't it? Um, for for I mean, Stephen Gerrard was very measured in his response last night, anyway, to to what happened in the in the League Cup game. And but he was absolutely devastated a couple of days earlier at the passing of, of his old mentor.
6: Yeah, yeah, know I had, um, had Gregory Vignal as well. Gregory was very close to him. Also, he helped Gregory get the the job that he's currently in at Marseille, and. Yeah, uh, he he was a a great teacher, and you know a a friend of mine, in Aberdeen Brian Hendry, who used to do all yeah. the video stuff with the Scottish national team. Brian was was very upset as well, and he, he touched so many people. And uh you know, he he wasn't the only a great a great coach, but he was a lovely person.
4: Alec, it's, it's lovely to have you on and before you go I just want to get your thoughts about the Scottish Cup final on Sunday last season, Scottish Cup final of course and, and I think a big team selection uh, dilemma uh, for, for Neil Lennon this week on the back of the changes he's made he's turned things around does he stick with what he's been doing or does he bring back some of the, the guys who, who got got them to this final
6: Well uh, hi, uh, if, if it ain't broke, don't fix it, you know, that kind of thing, and I, I would say that Neil got himself and got the team into a, a position of positivity again, and you would you would think, you know, with those other lads coming into the team, um, they've done extremely well, and you would think they would go again, and are, are very, very close to that, so I, I can't... The, um, the disrupting the team of the momentum that we had in the last two games
4: too much Alec lovely to hear from you good to have you on the show and uh, wishing you a happy Christmas yeah. when it comes around I draw that
6: happy Christmas to you all the best yeah. Yeah. Alec all the best, all the best. All the best
4: and all the families cheers all the best yep. yeah. and if uh, you want to get involved in the football conversation then that number of course 0808 17 17 700
0: The Ball Radio Football Show Let's go
4: it's Glasgow Zone, Go Radio, the football show 0808 17 If you want to join us, it's Rob McLean here with Davey Proven and Chris Burke uh, for a Thursday night, trying to work out what day it was there for a moment. On the back, of course, of that massive shock last night in Scottish football as Rangers lost for the first time this season after that 27-game uh, unbeaten run. Uh, but I think you'll agree, if you've been listening since the top of the show, we've been giving plenty of plaudits and rightly so to St. Mirren, two sides to the story, of course. Lots of people uh, distraught about the outcome, uh, but well done, St. Mirren. And they will play Livingston in the semi finals. Uh, that's next month, of course. Also next year. <laughs> and Hibbs play St. Johnston in the other semi final as well for a place in the League Cup final, which is in February. Uh, let's talk to our. It's Scott, who's a, a Rangers fan. Hi, Scott. Hi guys, how you doing? Good, thank you. Welcome to the show. What would you like to say, Scott?
7: Uh, I'd just like to say, I think last night proved how key Morelos is to Rangers. Obviously he hasn't been getting goals, but I think his all-round play this season has just helped us become the team we are. And I think we de- we desperately missed him last night. And if, obviously he was suspended off his own back. But I personally would have played Defoe instead of Eaton. Because I don't like Eaton's the man to play against a deep block. Just so know what the guys thought of that.
4: Yeah, it's an interesting point because Alfredo Morelos obviously was serving the first of his two-game ban, um, having been cited for, for violent conduct at Tannadice on, on Sunday. Did Rangers miss him, Chris, do you think? Um,
3: it's hard to say. I, 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 I think they missed more Barisic than they did uh, Morelos, just because of Rangers have been so, so strong in the wide areas from Tavernier and Barisic creating assists and goals. Then you don't really rely on the goal threat as much as Mario Mirelos I know he does come deep. He's changed his style a little bit, um, but I think Eton showed uh, the European game that what he was made of, and and Gerard gave him another opportunity then to step in and start another match. Uh, I just want to know if you know. What Scott thinks? Do you think it was disappointing? you would have rather had the four. Then I know you're saying that the deep block, but I think St Murrin did it well. They stopped goals and played the ball over the top for runners in behind. Um, was that what you thought was maybe missing as well? Is is um, running in that 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 back line and and making um, making sure that they, they they split them a bit more.
7: Yeah, you you said the European game. I think that was more of a game for Eaton. I think Eaton's better. At- spinning defenders and running in behind. don't think that's Marais Loss's game and I is better at holding it in front of the block and dragging players out to create space which I think you need when you're playing against a very defensive side and I think Defoe's the same So obviously I think Defoe's mo- I think the movement of Defoe is the bet- one of the best in the league. So I think his movement would have been better for dragging defenders and creating space for your sort of midfield runners like Jorad who, who I thought was poor last night but I think he's better when he can run beyond yeah, forward and create space like that. Scott,
5: Scott, do you do you think Stephen Gerrard, in hindsight, will wish he had appealed the um, compliance officer's decision? And you know, had he done that, he would have been available last night. Do you think Stephen Gerrard should have appealed that?
7: It's a difficult one because if he appeals it and the appeal gets rejected, I think that would mean he would miss the old firm game. And if he miss, I'd rather him miss. Obviously, last night's an important game but I think I'd rather him miss Man in yeah. the Cup and Celtic in the league. So I think it's a difficult one.
4: It's a really good point you've brought up actually because I think a lot of people were looking at that, uh, the forearm smash at Tanadice, uh for which he's he's been given that two-match ban um, and thinking, what sort of, uh, where is he at the moment, Alfredo Morelos? He's not getting goals, he's, he, he looks a bit frustrated, he's, he's, he's not taking chances recently, although he's, but he is playing a big part in that Rangers team. And and Stephen Gerrard uh, talked him up the other day. Big style, Chris, in terms of what he brings to the team. Very much the the point that that Scott is making here.
3: Yeah, I think, you know, there's one thing, I think Morelos is probably not that happy that he's not scoring goals, but the rest of the team and the fans are happy the way Morelos is delivering on the pitch. I think now that he does come a little bit deeper, it's, it's evident to see that, you find more so that Taveniers in a number nine position putting him in the <laughs> putting them in the, the goal rather than Morelos. So no I think Morelos do you take that out of his game? Everybody says, you know, he's reckless, he's he's been stupid and I know he is, but he is improving. I think he's improved a lot more this season than he has last season in his disciplinary. So it'd be interesting to see what Scott thinks about that. Are you, do you, would you like to see that obviously totally eradicated from his game? Are you happy that he's that sort of player that plays on edge?
7: Yeah, I, I I've always compared them obviously to a much lesser talent level, but to Diego Costa, it was it Chelsea a few years ago? I've always compared them to him because obviously we don't all know the quality Morelos has, but he does have that edge. And if if you do take the edge of the game, I don't think he's. Player because he's not a, he's not as physical and obviously his physicality is his best feature and sort of the he's kind of getting the balance between using his physicalness in terms of bossing and defenders and using it in a negative way, giving away stupid fouls and yellow cards and obviously the forearm Panadice at, at the weekend. Do
3: you think Steven Gerrard would have played him still in the St. Myrne game because he did rotate? You know, you showed you showed that the last four or five games now that he's. He's happy to rotate his squad. So even if he was selected, do you think he would have played?
7: I I do think he... Uh, personally, I do think he would have played because cause Gerrard's talked about how big the cup games are and you play your best players in the cup because he wants a trophy, which is his main aspiration at Rangers. And uh, Obviously, as a cup in last season with played Livingston in the quarterfinal, he plays an extremely strong team. I think he played his virtually full strength. Yeah, I think but, he would have done the same If he had Morelos fit
3: Yeah but in this game he never He rotated You know he's putting Bassi in He's put Eaton in Um, He's put Aribo in He's put Zungu in So would you say that Gerrard's Maybe took it a little bit for granted? I
7: think there is a I think that was just Yeah I do think he did Kind of take it for granted more you put it like that Because he thinks Because that team's That was virtually the team That played Poznan A couple of weeks ago Yeah and obviously beat Poznan which and I think he thought yeah we'll beat St. Madden because we beat Poznan with this team I do see where you're coming from but I still think he would have played Morelos as I made in my first point he's better against that sort of deep block compared to Itton who's played in the league who started other league games and hasn't really shown what he has in Europe to get more time and space
4: in the ball. We've heard Stephen Gerrard of course taking full responsibility for what happened last night. This was him talking about the, the player reaction.
1: I think you know what the dressing room would have been like. Players obviously feeling it. It'll sting for a bit. It's not the result we wanted. We've missed a big opportunity to progress in the competition but the reality is over the course of the 90 minutes we, we, we haven't been good enough as a group. Credit to St Mirren. They've scored three goals. Obviously that's not good enough from our point of view but I'm responsible for that because I make all the decisions so i uh, I'll take this one.
4: We were asking Alec McLeish just uh, 10-15 minutes ago, Scott, uh, whether uh, you would have taken a a league defeat rather than a a league cup defeat. What would would your reaction be to that?
7: I was kind of on the same, when you were talking about that, I was kind of on the same side as Chris and Alec in terms of there's ways you can come back from a league defeat, right? Because cup defeat is one and done. You've not got a chance to reclaim it. But if you lose a league game, then there's, 20 odd other league games you can win and make up for it because if you look at Celtic if you lose a game I can't see Celtic winning every game so they're going to lose and that sort of balances it out yeah. but it's different a cup because if you're out you're out
4: Scott good to have you on the show and uh, if you want to do what uh, Scott did and get in touch with us and uh, join the football chat you know the number 0808 it's 17, 17 700
0: The Ball Radio Football Show Let's go no! Ah.
4: Yeah get in touch with us uh, with Scott from Barhead just before the news uh, asking a really interesting question about how much Rangers missed Alfredo Morelos last night Uh, Rangers crashed out of uh, the League Cup and it's St Mirren who advanced into the semi-finals where they will play Livingston and of course it's Hibbs against St Johnston in the other semi-final Uh, those are both scheduled at the moment although that could change uh, with Premier Sports deciding what they're going to do with them both them Down for Saturday The 23rd of January At the moment And then the final Follows a month later The final of the Scottish Cup Last season Scottish Cup Of course Is on Sunday It's a 2.15 kick-off At Hampden At Celtic Against Hearts and it's being played in front of an empty Hamden it's going to be uh, very very interesting that one leaders of the championship against a Celtic side showing signs of revival it's uh, Rob McLean and Davey Proven and Chris Burke in the studio on the Go Radio Football Show for a Thursday with the OPC Energy uh, Limited and if you're a regular uh, listener uh, you'll know that Sean from Garthamlock has become a bit of a legendary figure on this show, uh, let's hear what he had to say to us last week on the show.
8: Right, Rangers will win the Scottish Cup. Rangers will win the League Cup. Rangers will win the SPL with 20 plus points, and I believe Rangers could go actually all the way and win the Europa League.
4: So here is Sean this week on the show. Back on the show. Hi, Sean. All right, guys. How you doing? <laughs> what are you What are you saying? <laughs>
8: I'm <laughs> um, the result yesterday Congratulations um, goes to St Martin And hopefully they're the team that wins the Scottish League Cup And then we can say we go beat out with the best team in Scotland Well, in the Scottish League Cup But I congratulations goes to them But see, to be honest I think uh, I heard Chris Buck about 25 minutes ago saying, But maybe um, I I think, I'm sure this is what said. Gnut Maybe the League Cup lost in a game and Concentrating and, um, winning the SPL if I, Am I correct?
3: It is to answer the allegation, Chris? I said, Sean, that I think, you know, you can afford to lose a game in the league um, right, and I still focus well. then solely on that cup game. That's why I found that, you know, as Stephen Gerrard said, that one was on him, maybe rotated one or two extra than what he actually should have. That's what I was saying. It was the man next to me, Davey, that um, was the opposite I of thought. that. It
5: was, it was, yeah, yeah.
3: What's your thoughts on it then? I- Sure. Um
8: I am disappointed on the result yesterday, but um I thought, I thought the first thirty minutes Rangers looked good, seventh minutes scoring that goal, but I don't know. After that, after they got the penalty and got into the second half, the second half St. Murn definitely were the better team. So overall ninety minutes, the best team won.
4: And is it what are you Sean in terms of the, the rest of the season?
8: Um, I'm not making any predictions
3: (laughs) (laughs) You've hit hit reverse haven't you You don't know what I buy Creates and creates uh, a wine
8: No Rob I'll buy buy a bottle of wine Anyway I stick to my promises That's what um, Real people do Real men do If you don't stick to your promises Maybe you'll put a bet on me again So I'll
4: buy You're going to need to set up a direct debit At this stage To to sort of buy bottles of bevy For everybody in here But uh, it's, it's, one, it's one defeat isn't it and it's a, it, you know it could be it could be a blip or it could be something more significant it could offer Celtic Davy Proven a little bit of encouragement
5: yeah I mean that's the point I was making I, I don't think Rangers and I've, I've always been of the opinion that winning either the League Cup or the Scottish Cup it's a great day out really enjoyable running around Hamden with the Cup the real thing to win though is the League and never more so than this season and I I think Stephen Gerrard, I mean, I, you know, he's looking at his career, does he see the Scottish League Cup? And I know Rangers are desperate for a trophy. Does he see it as significant uh, compared to this season's title with everything on the line in the title race? I just think Stephen Gerrard would rather not give Celtic the slightest bit of encouragement in the league. Yeah. You know, I'd be disappointed last night, but... I think you would be every bit as disappointed if they if they lose to Motherwell in, at the weekend.
4: Where it's significant, I suppose, Sean, is uh, yeah. that Stephen Gerrard and Rangers have competed for six and now seven trophies. Um, and it's about getting that, that first piece of silverware. And, and this was the the big chance to get one on the board.
8: Oh, definitely. It was the first one. I, I think you win the Scottish League Cup if you win that. Is it January, February?
4: February's the final.
8: February would have been the final so that would have been one throw in the bag but unfortunately we, we lost it but we'll just need to carry on and hopefully still go on a run in Europe concentrate for 55 and hopefully win the Scottish League but before I go guys I'm going to ask you see if fans are allowed in, in February on the grounds do you think we should play the Scottish League Cup at a, 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 a kind of small stadium so it'll maybe make a better atmosphere because if you see you can get maybe 20,000 at hand to 30,000 it might, well, I don't know. Would it not be better
3: maybe playing at Easter Road or for or something? I know that you're saying that, but I think one of the main things this year is that space is the best thing to stop the virus spreading. So I definitely, if they put fans in, they'll be using the biggest stadium and the biggest capacity they can, Sean. So yep. let's just focus on trying to get them in first, eh?
4: Uh, that's, oh, definitely. I mean that that's I mean that is a pretty decent argument in normal times, Davy, isn't it? Yeah. Because nice. when you've
3: got when you've got teams
4: like these as your last four, what is the point in in playing the semis and the final at a half empty Hamden?
5: Yeah, if if, if these times were normal there would certainly be a case of taking these games to smaller grounds to generate more atmosphere. And I felt that about the national team as well. You know, there's nothing more yeah. depressing than seeing our international football team run out at Hamden in front of 15, 20, yeah. 20,000 people.
4: And for a long time, that, that was all that they were getting. That was all they were worth, yeah, worthy exactly. of getting. Exactly.
5: You know, when they could have been selling out Ten or Easter Road or Patodry, where I think the atmosphere was much better on the occasions that they did go there.
4: Before you go, Sean, can we get your latest uh, reassessment of your predictions <sighs> for the season?
8: Right, do you know what, I'm not, I'm not putting any bets on but Rangers hopefully will win the league Rangers will hopefully win the Scottish Cup and Rangers
3: hopefully will win the Europa League He's gone for hopefully <laughs> now right? race, race no You said by 20 <laughs> points they would win the league, are you sticking by that? Or are
0: you
3: yeah. just want to win the league now?
8: No, I want to win the league but um, see, to be honest, hopefully being A-Smith um, scores the winning goal on Sunday, your wee pal. So if he scores the winner, I'll be happy and I'll, I'll forget about the Scottish League Cup.
4: We'll get, we'll get you on probably on a weekly basis just to, to change your <laughs> change your predictions for the season but always good yep. to have you on Sean. Good, mate. Thanks, good, Sean good talking to you that's Sean from uh, Garth at uh, 10 past 6 on the Go Radio Football Show with OPC Energy Limited and uh, you can get in touch with us as well uh, uh, are you a Livy fan St Mirren, Hibs St Johnston, the four semi-finalists do you want to talk about uh, that defeat for Rangers last night and what it means if anything uh, you might want to speak about Celtic and Hearts in the Scottish Cup final that is on on Sunday uh, a 2.15 kick-off for that one at the National Stadium and any mention Davey of the Scottish Cup final must just bring back amazing memories for you
5: Yeah I I played in in, played in three Rob lost uh, one to Aberdeen and won the other two one against Rangers in 1980 where the supporters rioted after the game and probably the this, my signature moment as a Celtic player was the 100th cup final in, in 85 where I, I scored the first goal that free kick yeah yeah, yeah. and Archie McPherson in commentary teed it up <laughs> so, <laughs> so brilliantly and it's um, yeah I mean I, I still dug it out now and again did you, pr- did you practice free kicks? not a great deal to be honest with you uh, Chris not not, oh. not not a great deal I mean maybe for 10 minutes um, after training mm-hmm. but, but not to the extent the boys do now when you see the things they can do with the ball now the the way they can move the ball, yeah. the action, they the get on mm. it. Um, what what about the Tavernier one at Tannadice? Well, a, a, a astonishing, um, fabulous technique. What what I would say, I think if the goalkeeper has no wall there, he's got a much better chance of saving that.
3: I think the goalkeeper should stand middle of the goal. I think he was like six and four, and he should be five and five, and it gives him that opportunity to then put it past the post. I'm not saying anything about the free kick terrific free kick
4: your, your problem is that you've got Barisic and Tavernier both standing yeah. over it and, and you know you're, you're, probably, you're probably
3: thinking it's Tavernier yeah. I think if it's closer then he can go the 6 and 4 but I think when it's you know half when it's that far out I think to be fair the goal that he scored is terrific but see the action they put for the free kick at Submarin I find that more challenging for myself taking free kicks getting it up and over at that mm-hmm. pace that would have been a, a better goal in my view rather than the one against Dundee United.
4: That one at dice was close range by some of your standards, wasn't that? You, <laughs> you, 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 how, what's the furthest out you've scored from a free kick?
3: You, you've, probably, you've had some long rangers, haven't you? Probably the one in the first game of the season against Hibs, yeah. Um, when I just smashed it, you know. <laughs> <laughs> put it in the top <laughs> corner. But, um, so how, how far out was that? I don't know, I think maybe 35, just over 35 yards out maybe. I, I'm not great with distances. I told Paul that the last time I was on this show doing co-commentary. Cool I'm not great with distances, <laughs> am I, baby? I, I do still think, though, that
5: the goalkeeper is effectively blindfolding himself by building a wall. You know, I, I get it when the free kick's on the edge of the box. Yes. 22, 22 yards and in See, when you're out at 30 yards, I mean...
4: So the wall's got no point other
5: than getting in your way The the wall is actually helping the guy who's taking the kick and I I certainly felt taking free kicks the more guys they had in the wall the better chance because the goalkeeper has less chance of seeing the ball being struck he can't see your body shape when you're hitting it Uh, whereas if there was no wall the Dundee United keeper would have seen by Tavernier's body shape he would have seen the ball leaving his foot Mm. and he would have moved much quicker when the goalkeeper doesn't see the ball until it's coming over the wall
3: often it's too late you know what it's like though david the people that 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 are, are listening who haven't played the game at that level things happen so quickly don't it you can watch it on the screen and it will look a little bit more slower, but in real life, yeah. it is a lot faster. That ball is moving, you I, know, I was, up and yeah, down as I, well.
4: I was doing the radio commentary on it, and I, I'm a big fan of Sigrist. I think he's a really good goalkeeper, uh, and he's also a big goalkeeper with a big reach. Mm-hmm. And that, and that's yeah. what made me almost mark it up an extra notch, yeah. if I, if that was possible, uh, just because you know, and and maybe you could pick holes in his in his starting position, um, but you know. That that was just a that's a wonder strike, isn't
3: yeah, it? Yeah, it's listen. You'll you only know if he's disappointed by it if you ask him. Um, I've, I'm not a goalkeeper, and I'm obviously trying to say it was his. He would maybe reflect on it and think maybe I'd do something different there because of the how far it out, how I, far I, out. I it think is. you're
5: right, Chris. I think you're right. I think the goalkeeper's starting position is everything. Mm-hmm. And if if I'm a goalkeeper, I I tend to start more in the middle. You know, very often you see the goalkeeper offering the kicker one side of the goal. Joe Hart. Lee Griffiths yeah I mean Joe Hart's starting position both times I'm not taking anything away from the quality of the strike but Joe Hart has I think offered Lee Griffiths too much of that side of the goal on both occasions
4: who was the who was the keeper you beat in '85? Who was in, who was in goal? Hamish McAlpine right? And yeah. what? How was his starting position, or did it not matter? It was uh, terrible. Nah, position. it didn't really matter. It was it was uh, it, it was took some an of anyway. the paint off the, the inside <laughs> of the post. <laughs> uh, Chris, Scottish
3: Cup final for you. What what memories does that bring back? I think I don't know if it's Scottish Cup or is it, uh, League, League, it Cup, League Cup? I think it was League Cup yeah. final. Um, uh, what I do remember is the semi final. I played I played well. I got man of the match against Hearts. Thought you'd remember that, yeah, uh, but I. <laughs> I'll remember the one we played in the final we got to the final play played Dundee United and the Rangers fan cheered me off because I was having a torrid time but we (laughs) won and I got a medal for it so I'm happy to say that I've got that
4: Talk to me about Celtic going into this Scottish Cup final uh, because obviously you're, you, I was going to say you played against them last weekend you played 20 odd minutes when you came off the bench so you watched them uh, from the stand and then, and then played in the last little bit how convinced are you about their return to form?
3: Yeah no so watching them last week um, and then coming on against them I was impressed by them um, I believe this when I say it the, the title race is not over um, Celtic have still got a lot of work to do as Neil Lennon said but The first half, we contained them quite well. They had opportunities, um, but, you know, half chances, probably to Edward's standard, he should have scored one of them. But we went in the the second half, we came out of the second half, and we switched off, and you can't do that against Celtic Rangers. You know, we we released pressure from pressing them higher a, a little bit. You know, we just sat back and we were a bit disappointed, and we gave them, you know two goals that probably two goals that we were looking to, to nullify. I think we were a bit disappointed in leaking them but it's all about the Celtic squad, isn't it? What does Neil Lennon do for the starting yeah. eleven against yep. against Hearts? You know, does he stick with the same players that, that that has got him results the past two results yeah. really so I
4: think his answer after the match was a bit of both it, yeah. was, it, was, it was maybe it's time to bring back some and then he ended up the answer by, by praising the guys who've come in and made such a difference the likes of Sorrow and Turnbull and, and Hazard
3: yeah so I could I watched the game and I seen the likes of Sorrow and I seen Hazard and who didn't really have much to do so I think he, he would be judged on the other game that he played um but Soro was 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 good. I liked the his style. You know, he's if there's one positive thing I can say about Soro is he just simplifies the game, David. You know, he, his anticipation to win the ball or where it's going to land is very good. Um, he, can, he can steal the ball for the team and then the best way I could explain it is in the second half the very beginning you know he anticipates the ball landing and he beats the 60-40 in our favour he wins the ball and then he starts a counter attack instead of driving with the ball he passes it to Fringpong who's on the run And he has a shot at goal. So he's a very simplistic player, but a very effective player. And they're the sort of players you need in the team. And I think he is going to be one for the future. You know, Dave, you can't always have great talent in in the team. And Turnbull is a good one. I was really impressed by him. He's always looking for that forward pass. Always. And I think, obviously, some people are crying out for Turnbull playing. Um, Maybe one of the reasons is is it maybe forces it a little bit too much. But that's I think Edward loves a number ten playing Mm -hmm. next to him. That close connection and always looking for that forward pass and the combinations where they can link in between, especially when a team's playing a low block. Um, He's not scared ever to have a shot, and he's not scared ever to um, take responsibility. And he's another one who will probably, in time, progress into being a great Celtic player.
4: I have to say that. I didn't see the whole game because I was coming back from Tannadice, but I watched the highlights, and and that thought did occur to me that little connection uh, between Turnbull and Edouard might just bring uh, Celtic's main man in attack back to life, David.
5: Yeah, I mean, I, I think Turnbull's a, an absolute stick on to to play on, on Sunday. I think, I guess, the choice that Neil Lennon has is Scott Brown or, or Sorrell.
3: That's yeah. that's that's the big Who choice. Who you go with, David? Who you
5: think? I think I think he will go with Sorrell now. I, I do think if he does pick Scott Brown, it will have nothing to do with sentiment. There won't be an ounce of sentiment no. in Neil Lennon's thinking. Uh, the suggestion is that you know that because this is a quadruple treble, they'll bring Scott Brown back because he was in on the ground floor of it all. Won't come into his thinking. But I do think it will play Soro. I think Soro is a is a typical modern day player that more and more teams are are bringing in that type of player. Yeah. In Golo Kanté, Mendy at yeah. Leicester. The the guys with tremendous energy, you know, the, when teams don't have the ball now, it's become much more important than it ever was, and you know, I, th- I just think Sorrell's energy um, complements Turnbull's, you know, willingness to to run off the midfield yeah. at times, and he'll watch the back door.
4: And and it strikes me just as as a match to with with massive implications, not just the Scottish Cup, not just the quadruple treble. It's about the kick on factor for Celtic, isn't it? Making it three wins on the bounce and maybe helping this kickstart into reopening the, the title battle
3: yeah it's everything that obviously Celtic fans and everybody at Celtic want to happen isn't it it's that momentum that everybody's looking for Celtic to then go on and start to win a match after match after match is what they've always expected of them and what they've done over in, the, in the past so yeah I, I I, I can't see Celtic losing this, this final, Davy. I, I can't. As much as, you know, Hearts have done ever so well getting there and they have got goals in their team. I just think that Celtic will have a little bit too much, especially with the size of the pitch. You know, I think that will even benefit Celtic even more.
4: It's fascinating, isn't it? Celtic potentially on the way back from, from yeah. where, where they were and that blip for Rangers last night and, and what Sunday yeah. might mean in terms of what follows.
5: Yeah, I, I can't see past Celtic and I've got to say, apart, if you look at the Hearts team, um, Craig Gordon and Stephen Naismith, they'll go to Hamden believing they can win the Cup. The rest of the Hearts side, I'm not convinced. Liam,
3: Liam Boyce, do you like him? Yeah, possibly, yeah. yep. Um, I think he's won the Scottish Cup or the League Cup with Ross County. Yeah, I think So yeah. he has experience yeah, of that. Yeah. Well, it's one thing they do have is experience in their team. But What, what yep.
5: I mean, Chris, you know, so often in these occasions... Yep, we we heard the last season two, the two same teams in the final last season and the build up to the game, all you heard were how much the Hearts players were going to enjoy the occasion. Yeah, you you yeah. don't you don't enjoy the cup final unless you're until you're going up for your
3: winners medal. You know,
5: cup finals are yeah. there to win.
3: You always you know, get the, told, don't play the occasion, play yeah, the game.
5: Yeah, yeah, and and too often, you know, the some of the I'm not saying Hearts are a, a small club, but too often it's a big day out for them and let's go and enjoy the the big day with a sprig of heather and our heather and our lapel we're yeah. part of the big occasion they they don't actually believe they can go and win it and that that will that will be the difference because celtic will go there um and the, and the, the fear of of failure is one thing another thing that will motivate celtic that's a big part of being an old firm player and chris will tell you mm-hmm. the fear of losing is a great stimulant to the old firm
4: Yep, that's the Scottish Cup final coming up on Sunday afternoon, St Mirren of course are heading for the League Cup semi-finals, they will play Livingston, having ended Rangers unbeaten record last night in Paisley, it had stretched to 27 games uh, Jimmy McGrath, the young Irishman who scored two of those goals last night, is up next
0: The Bull Radio Football Show Let's go!
4: What a night for St Mirren in Paisley last night as Rangers had their unbeaten run ended. It had stretched to 27 matches and uh, St Mirren won last night in the most dramatic fashion imaginable and they are through to a semi-final against Livingston uh, next month, which is also next year, and Hibbs play St Johnston in the other semi-final. The final at Hampden will follow in February. Um, so last night, how did it go? The goal scoring Well, it started with uh, Conor Goldson uh, firing Rangers in front. Uh, Jimmy McGrath equalised with a penalty five minutes before half-time and then he scored after half-time to make it 2-1 St Mirren. Stephen Davis equalised for Rangers with a couple of minutes left of regulation time. And just when you thought it was heading for extra time and uh, possibly penalties as well, up popped Conor McCarthy to score two minutes into stoppage time. What a win for St Mirren. And let's talk to one of uh, last night's heroes, heroes, Jamie McGrath. Hi, Jamie.
9: Hi, how's things? How are you getting
4: on? Yeah, good, thank you. How were the celebrations? Did you manage a wee quiet celebration last night?
9: (laughs) Nah, we probably uh, couldn't really go mad last night. Um, Big uh, uh, league game on Saturday, so um, obviously we were all absolutely delighted in the change room afterwards. uh, We got the tunes going and that, but... um, yeah, it was just a tremendous night and delight for everyone, delight for the club and for the fans to, to get into a semi final night to look forward to.
4: Not too many people saw it coming. What what about yourself?
9: Yeah, no, we had belief in, inside the dressing room all week. Um I think I touched on it before the match yesterday and it wasn't just cheap talk or whatever. Like we did have a belief in there and we had a blueprint to stick to throughout the match and even when we went one goal behind we didn't let that belief uh, go anywhere, and we stuck in the game, and we got back in it just before half time. And um, even when we conceded the second goal, like we, we could have, we could have fell or, or that, but we shown how resilient we were, and um, we showed great character to bounce back and get the winner in the end. So um, yeah,
3: just just a great night.
4: It's good to have you on the Go Radio Football Show with Rob McLean, Davey Provin and this man,
3: Chris Burke. Hi, Jamie. Uh, congratulations, and obviously qualifying for the semi-final. I thought you were terrific uh, last night having watched and watched most of the game. I was just wondering, you said that um, you had to be resilient and obviously still have belief. Uh, I noticed in the in the game that it seemed to me that you wanted to stop Tavernier and give licence to yourself to not give time for the midfielders to pick passes and you kind of stop goals and getting the ball and leaving it leaving it the space for us to balligan to come in is that something that you've had to stick by um and mace young Mason there sticking by Tavenier as well anywhere he, anywhere they went in the field I'm just wondering even though going a goal down is it is does jim Goodwin create that belief that you just stick to the game plan and something will happen
9: yeah I think you've touched on it there like um we did have a we did have a plan we were working on it um since the start of the week and Obviously Brandon was brought in with Ilkay Dermis on the left wing, probably just to give us a bit more um defensive down side because we know the, the sheer quality that the uh, vernier and um, he's been there one of one threats this season so um, I think Brandon done a done a brilliant job on him and uh, as a whole, as a team, I think we did like you touched on, we, we did uh try to nullify their main men and um stop them maybe playing their normal game. I think we did upset their rhythm in space. Uh,
7: and
9: I think the first 15-20 minutes they they're playing some nice stuff and we it took us we were a bit slow to get going. And I think once we got going, and I think even in the second half, I thought, um, coming in at 1-1 just before half-time, I thought um, we probably did, maybe not deserve it, but I thought we'd done well to stick in the game and not let our heads drop and. Coming out into the second half, I thought we were a lot more positive, a lot more better on the ball, and um, yeah, overall I think the game plan worked. Obviously, you need a bit of luck as well, and we got the penalty and and that. But um, overall, I think yeah, it was it was a just a great night. Yeah. Okay, given
5: the way you're going, Jamie, where where do you think St Mirren can finish? Because. The club chief executive Tony Fitzpatrick was was almost ridiculed when he suggested that St Mern could finish top six. You know, given the run you're on, is there any reason why you can't?
9: Ah, uh, it's so it's still such early days, and can't really be thinking about that yet. Um, all focus was just on yesterday and trying to get to a semis and how we could get into a semi. So we're not going to look at the league table or that. It's still very much early days. We were bottom of the league this. This day, I think two weeks or last week. Um, so, it the, the, everything changes in a matter of weeks. So we're not going to get carried away. We've we've a big game Saturday, and um, we do have we do possess a lot of quality in the squad, no doubt. And there is that belief in there, but um, yeah, we're not going to get carried away. Go so D- to, D- Davey, this
4: this could be a manager in the making. Straight batting <laughs> straight batting that
0: question
3: yes. away. That was that was brilliantly done. <laughs> Absolutely
5: manager material. Absolutely.
3: <laughs> Jamie, um, I'm just wondering personally for you. Uh, you've obviously came to St Martin. you've started your career really well um, I've noticed that you are you, you know you like to score goals do you set targets for yourself um, do you see yourself do you practice that in training field Were you, are you? Do you, how do you? would you explain yourself are you a box to box midfielder do you like to arrive late into the box um, just because you, you do like to score goals so I'm just wondering do you set yourself targets in that
9: and uh, not personally, I don't really give myself the time. Um, I just try to have the best chance of scoring. I probably didn't score enough when I first came over um, at the end of last season. I would've liked to get on the score sheet a bit more and it's just getting into the areas now and having to confidence to take on opportunities more and just get more shots away and um the club maybe a ticket is one. so yeah, it's just something I'm getting into my game more, just shooting more. Um I'd like to as hard as they can to in that midfield area as well, so I we can do box to box or whatever. Like as long as I get the job done, that's all that matters.
4: All the buddies fans will know everything about you, of course. But for but for those who don't, I mean, you you played with St Pat's and and Dundalk, you know, a former Irish under 21 international, um, and you joined St Mirren in January. And as you as you say there, Jamie, I mean, you're making a a massive impact at the moment, and the, I suppose the Irish contingent generally are having a big say in what Setmiron are doing at the moment.
9: Yeah, there's a, there's a good Irish uh, contingent in the group now at the Menace, um, four or five players. Not um, see yeah, the gap. it's not just Irish boys; there's a great group and um, all in there. And we we work our socks off every day, and there's not a bad not a bad uh, egg in the dressing room. It's a good place at the Menace, and yeah, we just have to keep the head down keep working hard and training
4: and obviously it's hard. Apologies for the, the the phone line, which is coming and going a lot. Also, um, being the master technician, what I'm going to do now is introduce a second phone line to the conversation just to make it even worse. But we're going to hear from Andrew from Paisley, who is a, a delighted uh, St Mirren fan, of course. Hopefully Jamie is still on the line as well. Um, and Andrew, welcome to the show.
10: Alright, how's it going?
4: Good, thank you. Now tell us the Jamie McGrath connection while we've got your, your hero on the line.
10: Uh, I tweeted out the other day that if you put Rangers at the cup, I'd get his name tattooed on me. <laughs> 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 oh
4: no. So when's so when is when's this going
3: to happen?
10: Uh, uh, I've mailed the boys that do my tattoo and they're just trying to get me a, de- a date just now.
3: So you're following through with it? <laughs>
10: uh, I, I don't know, that way I was sitting, I was like, if no one retweets or anything, I willing to do it, but see, because it's got so much attention that it was in the sun and stuff, I'm like, I can't really back out of that now. You
3: can get a henna tattoo. Still a tattoo, isn't it? That's is technicality there. You didn't see what sort of tattoo.
10: I think you've got to go the full way.
3: <laughs> so, so should, would you got
10: to follow go it.
4: We should maybe just check the spelling at this stage. Uh, so, I don't, so, so can we the, ask him where he's getting it? Yeah, which, which portion of your anatomy, uh, uh, if we can say that on steady, air uh, this steady. time of the evening? It uh, would be on the bum. <laughs> on the bum. J- Jamie, you're not going to take that badly that it's on uh, his hindquarters, no?
9: No, listen, I'll take it. <laughs> I'll take that. Um, fair play for coming on. Um, it was actually my girlfriend showed me the tweet after the game yesterday when I got back. And, uh, yeah, it was obviously just, just laughing at us, so fair play for you for getting the tone. <laughs> Andrew, what, what, you think, what
10: are you
4: thinking about Jamie's performances?
10: Oh, I think he's been a standout player for some I think he's been absolutely brilliant since we've came back from lockdown. I don't think he's put a foot wrong,
4: really. And Davey was asking the question about Tony Fitzpatrick's, at the time, it seemed a bit of a shock prediction that St Mirren might be a top six team. What, what are you thinking about what's possible this season?
10: Uh, I, I wouldn't say it's not possible i say not, obviously the six points that we get taken off is was far from the ideal but if the appeal comes through and we can get them back I don't see any reason why we can't win them so i never say never would be what I'd be saying to that
4: And what about the prospects uh, for St Mirren in terms of this League Cup uh, competition of course Jim Goodwin has got good memories of it as a, as a player uh, back in 2013 here's what the gaffer said afterwards last night about the prospect
2: of going all the way Oh, listen, listen. you know, I can remember 2013 like it was only last year. You know, it was uh, the best day of my career, without a doubt. And yeah, I can only imagine what that feels like as manager. So we don't want to get too carried away with ourselves. We, you know, I just said to the boys after the game there that we've managed to put out two big, big teams in Aberdeen and Rangers. And there's no point in doing that if we don't believe now that we are capable of going all the way.
4: Did Jim really say there we well, don't we going to get too carried away? Because I think he did. Jamie got a bit carried away, didn't he after the after the final whistle last night?
9: Yeah, I don't know what happened. he scored. I heard. Um, I just seen the referee walking over with the red in his hand. So <laughs> I was too busy celebrating myself to see what <laughs> happened. But um, just judging from afterwards in the dressing room, he was over the moon. And, yeah. And um, he's obviously a very passionate man. He cares a lot about the club and um yeah he's he's just over the moon and i think that's that's come out on him uh, when we got that final goal
4: all four teams will be thinking uh, the trophy could be theirs at this stage But uh, what a run of form uh, St Mirren are in at the moment I saw your two games against Aberdeen recently And I was I was mighty impressed And I hadn't seen St Mirren for a while And obviously the personnel had changed in recent times uh, Likes to Jake Doyle Hayes as well in the, in the in the midfield And Dylan Connolly, wide right Who's got power and pace And, and uh, I think he was a real problem to Rangers last night as well It's the, the team has changed But it's looking like a mighty combination at the moment Right, we're having we're having a bit of problems, Andrew. Andrew, you can you can answer that one. That you can answer that one as as well. Um, you know, it's it, it's coming together really nicely at the moment, isn't it? Ten ten games unbeaten.
10: Yeah, I think we're shaping up to be a very classy outfit in the league, and if they play if they play like we played last night, there's no reason that we can't do very well. In my opinion, anyway, I think the likes of Jake Doyle, Hayes, Jamie, there a few of the other boys. I think. Some of the best players I've seen in on tops for years.
4: And Jim Goodwin has a real passion for the club, hasn't he?
10: Yeah, you can, it's ripping at him. You just look at the way he celebrated last night, do you know what I mean? It's, it's, it's very obvious how much that meant to him.
4: The red, the red card on the face of it seems pretty harsh, Davey. For, for over, we don't know what he did, of course. Did he
3: say I, something? I, or? Not, I think it was over-celebrating. That's no, what I, if, I you, if we have... got
5: to that stage, then yeah. we, we really should lock yeah. the gates for good, shouldn't we? I did hope
3: it, did not... he jump over the advertising <laughs> boards or something? It's <laughs> a last-minute goal, you know. You're in. You get into the semi-finals, beating a team that have not been beat yet this season. And if he's getting sent off for over celebrating, then where does the game go eh, David?
5: Nonsense! Absolute nonsense.
3: Andrew, what are you thinking about the weekend?
4: Uh, home to St Johnston
5: in the Premiership.
4: Saturday, is this unbeaten run going to continue?
10: Uh, I think again it's play like we've
3: been playing I, I can't see why not Yeah the, you, you play St Johnson I'm yep. sure at home yep. You know you must be yep. thinking to yourself that you can leapfrog them and, with a game in hand before you know it you could be in the top six yeah, Absolutely
4: aye. Jamie what about that top half of the table Right, that phone line was yeah. bad and it, and it's got worse. So I think we're going to say uh thanks a lot to to Jamie for for joining us on the show and well done on last night two of those uh, three St Mirren goals. Um as St Mirren came out on top um against Rangers ending that Rangers unbeaten run and uh, so Andrew the the tattoo what what's your what's what's the best <laughs> estimate
3: on when this is going to happen? Andrew, just before you say that, I think you should just pay for Jamie's phone bill rather than pay for his let <laughs> yeah. d- and get a tattoo <laughs> he's got a bad connection
4: yeah let's hope you get a good connection when the tattoo's being applied to your uh, to your rear
10: uh, I, text, I texted the boy that does I've got a few tattoos I texted the boy straight away and he was like don't I know exactly what you're about to ask right now so <laughs> convincing him to do it hopefully in the next few weeks um, COVID providing obviously that nothing gets shut back down so you get any nice uh, designs yeah.
3: you're thinking about? Like fonts? Uh, I don't know. Comic sans.
10: It's the only font I know.
3: <laughs> Have you got tattoos, Cross? Uh, yes, I do actually. Probably one too many. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we'll <laughs> not go anywhere you're not on. You're not in Ryan Stevenson territory. No, no, no. I'm not in that. I think he's got one think... island that hasn't been tattooed, uh, and that's uh, uh, it. And that's be- about be- it.
5: David Beckham's got a lot to answer for, hasn't
3: he? He has. <laughs> he's got yeah pity so, we don't look like him as well as getting a tattoo is that eh? Andrew is
4: St
10: Mirren's name on the League Cup I believe so yes I think again as I said play like we play we played last night there's not that no one will stop us but it will be a hard team to beat and uh, you're looking at you don't like to write it but you're looking at St Hibs final all going well um, for St Mirren anyway because Hibs are a quality outfit as well but as you hate to say it but Hibs are basically just a B-team's firm aren't they the i might mean, of players Jack Ross's to cast at mum but. <laughs> and, and how
4: good was last night?
10: Oh, it was brilliant I was watching it with my message and her family and they were all Rangers fans so <laughs>
4: that, was, uh, that was good fun Andrew good to have you on the show cheers uh, Thanks, no, Andrew. all the best that is Andrew uh, in Paisley uh, a delighted uh, St Mirren fan on the back of uh, that momentous result for the buddies uh, last night you can do what Andrew did and there's still time to get on the Go Radio Football Show 0808 17 17 700
0: The Go Radio Football Show Let's go
4: we just love talking football on this show and we do it Monday to Friday 5 till 7 it's good when you are part of it as well uh, just as Andrew was there telling us about his uh, tattoo that is heading his backsides way soon and he will have uh, he will be adorning uh, his rear quarters with the name of Jamie McGrath one of St Mirren's heroes uh, last night of course in that defeat of Rangers in the League Cup quarterfinals it's Rob McLean and Davey Proven and uh, Chris Burke till let 7 o'clock and we're back again of course tomorrow night looking ahead to the weekend and uh, not just the Scottish Cup final but the league games of course which are, are to come we've been speaking about that uh, Rangers Motherwell game we've also been speaking about St Mirren against St Johnstone uh, Ross County against Hamilton that becomes a massive match at the bottom end of the Premiership and Hibbs will play Dundee United Mickey Mellon's team did pretty well for a good while at Tannadice at the weekend against Rangers it is uh, Chris and Kilmarnock against Aberdeen on Sunday isn't it?
3: Yeah, um, it's going to be a difficult um, game for us. We've always not had a great past against Aberdeen as of late, so we'll hope to rectify that. It's never, I would say, the most prettiest games when we play each other. Um, it's always a tight affair as well. So, yeah, no, but, uh, listen, we're at home. We we have to bounce back from what happened at at Celtic Park and we're ready to go, you know, we've got a fully fit squad and, and everybody's challenging for places. And you're obviously very much aware that you're four points off the bottom at the moment. Yeah, no, listen, Rob, between fifth and twelfth it is so tight. Yeah. For me, and, and I know probably I'm contradicting myself, I said the league, the league table means Oh, nothing you can do that now. in this show, that's like, can okay. Can I look at it now <laughs> um, as a pundit? So, uh, no, I think there's two leagues in the league tables now it looks as if it's creating a little gap. You know, you've got Um, Hibs, Aberdeen, Celtic, and Rangers, and then from 50 12, you know, anything can happen. There's a lot of twists and turns. You know, one game and you can move up a couple of places, places and one game you can drop, and before you know it, you could be in a relegation fight. So I think a lot of these teams are very similar. Um, It's just try to get that. That, that goal, that first goal I think is very crucial in football and especially now.
4: Obviously the points deductions uh, have made uh, had a big impact yeah. on that bottom half of the table uh, Kilmarnock and St Mirren are both appealing those tribunal rulings that's going to be interesting Davy, since it was a, a rule that seemed to be in, invented in the in the course of yeah, this, I mean, this season. So what's the
5: appeals process? What's the basis on which that's decided? Yeah, I'll give you it's odds on that the, the appeals will be rejected. Even if they had a good case they'll be rejected. The SPFL are just desperate to get the games played this season. Absolutely desperate. There are similar uh, instances in England where clubs have had to close their training ground because of COVID cases.
3: Sunderland's uh, the main uh, one, David, just recently.
5: Yeah, but but at least down there, like Newcastle Villa, they they rearrange the game. Mm-hmm. You know, they're, they're not forfeiting points down there. It's an absolute nonsense. Can you imagine you're a you're a you're a manager. Uh, in the SPFL this season and you're relegated because you had the four feet points how are you going to feel about that?
3: As well if you really need to think about it as our medical staff told us and the doctor you know we need to try and stop the spread as much as we can as, as we do the work ever so tireless and ever so hard to try and stop it it's, 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 there's no telling when you, when you get infected etc um, so no, if if we have to isolate again within a period of this December, January that's four games we could miss that's 12 points yeah. That's huge Not yeah. just three points Not just six That's 12 points Now you telling me That wouldn't take A massive impact In the league Either top or bottom well, Of course it
5: will that, that, That's why it's, it's um, You know I, I, I just hope it I hope it doesn't end up You know the, These regulations Relegating a club Unfairly And there's every chance It could happen
4: all eyes on Ibrox, of course,
1: on Saturday, Rangers against Motherwell. And for Stephen Gerrard, it's all about bouncing back. I think it's extremely important how we react from this. You've got two choices. You either let it linger, you feel sorry for yourself, or you react in the right way, you stand up and be counted. We'll take the criticism, we'll take what's coming our way. It's, it'll be new because we've been on such a fantastic run. So I'll be looking around the, the group to see who's who's wanting to react in the right way and positive. We need to bounce back at the weekend.
4: It's fascinating, Chris, isn't it, to see what we get from Rangers at the weekend?
3: Yeah, I said it at the beginning. I, I'm not. I'm not too worried about Rangers' performance and result on Saturday. I think they will bounce back. I don't think it's what people are saying. That's the same as last season, where they they crumbled a little bit and were a little bit on the edge after a defeat. I think. He spoke about he wants to see the characters in that changing room and that's certainly what Stephen Gerrard's drilled in since he's came in the door. It's took a bit of time, but he's got that psychological side element now to, to Rangers Football Club. Um so and if you look at it Motherwell in the past, you know, they've they've played Celtic and they lost three 0 and then they lost four one. And they've played Rangers and they lost five one. So that tells me in past from this season that they do leak goals against the old firm. So again that's another part part of to play in, in the result in, in Saturday
4: and of course Davey if Rangers do successfully bounce back it's a 16 point advantage in the Premiership yeah. over Celtic yeah
5: and the, the psychology of that is, is huge even though Celtic have games in hand uh, there's already pressure on Celtic to, to win every week now there's no margin for error given the way Rangers have been going in the league and the, the last thing Celtic want to see is that gap getting bigger and bigger albeit with games in hand it, it still puts huge pressure on you psychologically to, to close that gap.
4: They surely won't have that in their head. They won't be thinking those thoughts on Sunday as they walk out at Hampden. And I just wonder uh, how big a figure on that occasion Craig Gordon might prove to be. Uh, what a top goalkeeper he is and he, and he's reaffirmed that with some of his performances so far this season with Hearts. And of course uh, Celtic, he left Celtic to, to join Hearts and, and maybe a little point to prove on Sunday.
3: Yeah, You're totally right Rob So I was ready to say, you know, he'll I know what it's like myself when you play against your older po- your old teammates or your the team that you play for in the past you want to prove a point you want to you do try a little bit harder as much as you should try as, as hard as you can and in any match you do have that little bit more feeling to want to do well to prove a point um he showed it in the past he's a he's a great pro um and I I, I do th- ho- he's hoping that he doesn't take play a big part to play in this this he will hopefully he's quiet mm-hmm. Um yeah but, but um, yeah, no, I'm I'm sure if anything is asked of him, he, he will do it well, and he might be the one that that, that helps him, you know, lift that trophy, because he's certainly one of the experienced ones. He's been about it, um, not just Naismith and Boyce. Um, you've got Gordon and in, and in the and they that back four um, or wh- whatever a back three, whatever they play back five, will be definitely confident when they've got Craig Gordon behind them.
5: Does
4: that lack of atmosphere, Davy, play into Hearts' hands? At
5: all? Yeah, I, I think it probably helps Hearts. Um, and I, dare, I, dare I say, I, I think it actually helps Rangers as well this season. Um, you yeah. know, James Tavernier admitted last season that that, Ranger, that that Rangers team found it hard when the when the pressure was on at Ibrox. You know, found it hard to cope. Um, but certainly in terms of the Cup final, uh, I, I think Celtic have missed the, the, the crowds this season. They'll miss... They would have had the bigger allocation at Hampden, uh, more backing from the... The stadium, and and they've missed it. But I I, I do think Celtic. I, I think the mindset at, at these clubs are are totally different. Celtic Celtic will go there, and I talked about the the fear of losing the game, which is is a great motivator for for old firm players. I I, I think Hearts one or two of them will feel they can win, uh, and we would named them Naismith, Gordon, maybe Boyce. I'm not convinced the rest of the Hearts team believe they can go and win, and that that for me. I, I think makes Celtic an absolute stick on
3: it'll be strange won't it whoever lifts the cup won't have any fans there cheering Bizarre. so so strange Bizarre. that'll be um, hopefully it'll only be uh, a short time that that'll happen but yeah it'll be a strange strange whoever lifts it even though you want to lift it it will be it'll be weird circumstances
4: Thanks a lot to Chris and thanks a lot to Davey as well. You've been listening to the Go Football Radio Show with OPC Energy Limited. Some great chat in the first hour with uh, Alec McLeish looking back on last night. Looking forward, of course, he'd uh, in-depth knowledge about Antwerp uh, having uh, managed in the Belgian League, of course, and uh, looking ahead to Rangers bouncing back, hoping they would on Saturday. Sunday, it's all about the uh, Scottish Cup final and we, Jamie McGrath from St Mirren in the second out of the show as well absolutely delighted about what happened in Paisley last night, that's it for now, we're back tomorrow with uh, Paul Cooney, Cy Ferry Barry Ferguson as
1: well and we're going to do it all over again
0: The Bull Radio, Football Show Let's go!
1: we just worming at it as a group. I'm responsible for that. So we have to take what's going to come our way and try and react in the right way. You know, I picked the squad yesterday, <laughs> picked the personnel, I picked the 11, picked the tactics, the tweaks, I made the subs. So this one's on me.
2: The players you've got us there, you know, we're going to have a, a good look at that. And there may be one or two, you know, for the new faces in there. But I'd like to think the hardcore that got us there would deserve the opportunity to play on it. The Globe Radio
3: Football Show with Rob McLean, Davy Provin and Chris Burke. With OPC Energy Limited. The Renewable Energy Specialists. Call 08 08 17 700. Let's go! go.